Hello and welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. This is season three, episode one. Woo-hoo. Have you guys missed us? Well, of course you haven't missed us because we're here every week. That's what keeps us as a ninth rate podcast as opposed to falling to a tenth rate podcast. So I'm here uh, joined That's by... quality. Exactly, yeah. I'm here joined by Ski. Hello, friends. And Brent. Hi. And I, of course, am Alan. Uh, Brent, I did want to ask you. <laughs> of course, anybody that's been listening, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, by process of elimination, yeah, that it, makes me Alan. That's right. Although, you know, I guess I didn't say there's Alan Brent Ski here. That's Brent. That's Ski. And yeah. then I guess that would have been the process of elimination. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're saying the elimination of every other name in the world. <laughs> so, but um, not if, Trevor. What if the, <laughs> think that should be a theme episode sometime mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like um you know it's the three of us okay but throughout the entire podcast you know two of us can only speak the truth and one of us can only speak in lies uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then people have to figure out which one of us was the liar exactly i think now the liar would be this. constant though right yeah exactly because if you rotated that that would be a lost cause yeah no but so I guess theoretically, whoever did the recap, it would be easy to figure out if they were the, the truth sayer or the liar. Right. It's like, well, I guess if you'd watched the episode now, yeah. if you hadn't watched the episode, then you'd have yeah. no idea. You'd be like, wow, I had no idea that yeah. this, you know. Yeah. They flew know. to Mars twice? Yeah. That's quite an episode. I, mean, I think you have to be a little more low key than that. Like yeah. if you're doing two truths and a lie, and one of them is I flew to Mars. Yeah. Then, <laughs> but really. they're the Golden Girls, Alan. They're special people. Well, I, I, that's true, but. Um, all kinds of wacky hijinks. Yeah. I'm sorry I interrupted you, folks. No, it's okay. Well, I was just going to ask you. So, you know, you have deemed us a ninth rate podcast, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I think that at the very least, what keeps us at a ninth rate as opposed to dipping even lower mm-hmm. is our consistency. You yes. know, we give the same level of quality on a very consistent basis every single week. <laughs> exactly. So every Monday, we're pumping out the same level of. Exactly. Podcast. Um, we are the Hardys of <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> hey, some people love it. Um, some people do. And some people die early because they enjoy it too much. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But A little I, thick burger on the brain. Right. <laughs> but I was wondering, now I'm not saying if you were to break us each individually into doing a podcast, okay? okay? But if you took the average sum, okay, of each of us as individual podcasters. So let's okay. say you rated us. You don't need to rate us because I know you rate yourself too high and me too low. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were to, you know, do a composite score for each one of us, um, okay. you know, the average. Yeah. Do you think that our podcast is better as three? Or if you had one of us with their average podcasting ability by themselves, no, I, would that be still a ninth rate or would it dip or or be better? No, I'm taking the gestalt approach, and I think the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that individually, uh, I mean, I think you would probably, you would have the most informative podcast. <laughs> you would have, well, it depends on the subject, of course. Mm-hmm. You'd have the most scientific podcast. Mm-hmm. You would have... Uh, You'd say a lot of funny things, and you'd probably get as many laughs because you laugh at your own <laughs> jokes quite often. <laughs> but, um, and I don't know, mine I feel like would be... Yours would be the most consistent because every week there'd be an episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be very consistent. You know, I You'd wouldn't, never be late like I am. Right. I would get very little pertinent information or worthwhile information, but I'd be here every week and you could count on me. Exactly. <laughs> so. You can set your podcast watch to Mr. Allen Bidwell. Exactly, yeah. Hell of an outro-intro mm-hmm. combo. Yeah, yeah. Setting your watch to Allen is something that every... Uh, <laughs> Every person should be doing Greenwich Mean Time. Be damned. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but. Exactly. Um, 
Okay. Do we have any viewer mail? Oh, uh, let's see. Well, we did get a note from uh, from Numi. Uh, oh. Numi did receive. The, God bless her. Uh, yeah, the gift that we sent oh, out thanks. for being the the one person yes. who uh, replied to our, or you know, noticed that we mentioned the number thirty seven on an episode. Sweet gift, by the way. Yes, yeah, so, I haven't mentioned that already. Yeah, it, it was an excellent she, gift. And she's uh, only got like two or three more Christmases left with us, but that book will last her many, many Christmases. Exactly. Let's hope that she stays with us for those two or three Christmases yes, that absolutely. we have between now and yeah. then. Yeah, I think we probably just have two left because we got about two and a half years of this podcast yeah. left. So we'll probably end this sometime in the summertime. Yeah, you know, assumably. Um, yeah, you know, as long as we keep this consistency going, let's mm-hmm. hope it doesn't yeah. stretch into Christmas. Um, and rate ten or eleven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I, I was asking Sherry the other day if you know, like you and I, all the three of us all have have discussed you know potential follow up podcast mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I don't know. I don't think Brent has it in him. I think he'll stick it out. <laughs> I, think he'll, I think he'll, you know, he's a man who sets an obligation and he finishes his obligation. <laughs> but I don't know. I just think that uh, he'll be ready for six months off of podcasting at least <laughs> once this one comes to an end for him. But uh, I could be wrong. Maybe he'll be refreshed by the time we're doing it depends upon the topic. Mm. And I also think that like it would probably be not as many episodes, but I also think that it would also be one of those things that because our viewer interaction or listener interaction is so minimal, mm-hmm. I think I just go ahead and put them all in the can and just drop them <laughs> sequentially. <laughs> so you just want to like get together for like a weekend and just <laughs> no, no, <I'm> record. Just <laughs> yeah, we'll spend 42 consecutive weekends together. Oh, okay. And then just take the next year off while we're putting these things out oh okay i see what you mean yeah. well i guess i don't see what so we wouldn't release any of them until we had Correct. the entire thing until set the to entire go. run was ready to go <laughs> i don't know i realize all our, the pressure would be off for sure i it know would. our listener interaction has been minimal but you know the listeners we have at interact uh-huh. especially you know sherry and Numi, have been yeah. you know very uh yeah. Worthwhile. Well, we um, can record like a two, three minute addendum for each one <laughs> as far as the viewer mail goes. Oh, okay. You know? Fair enough. Um, so. But, anyways, well, uh, we are, like I said, starting off season three, season three, episode one, Old Friends. Any other viewer mail, though? No, that's it for uh, for this week. Oh. Did you, was there more viewer mail that you knew of that I don't? No, I just assumed we would have heard from Pick Me. Oh, no, unfortunately not. But do you have to keep in mind that. Um, there's such a big lag. Gotcha. So if oh, we're going to hear, know if he, like responded back. Saying, no, I didn't reply to him directly. Hey, nor, buddy. Um, I mean, I, I followed him on Twitter, and oh, he yeah. followed us. Nice. So yeah, that's that's about nice. as good as it's going to get, I think, at this okay. point. So well, I'm excited for him to hear, and then also for him to sleep on your couch. Yeah, like I said, I doubt that he listens anymore, mm-hmm. only because if he's trying to find new podcasts every week uh-huh. or so, however often he does his yeah. podcast. Yeah. At a certain point, you just can't keep up with all the new episodes. So yeah. I, I believe he has a regular day job like the three of us. So uh, gotcha. I don't think he's a professional podcaster. Um, gotcha. Yeah. I'm sure if Chris Hardwick were to do a, you know, <laughs> yeah. a story on us, then it would probably really give us a bump. Yeah. But in fairness, though, the last two weeks have been our two most listened to weeks ever. That's uh, pretty really. awesome. Yeah, Fairness. so we had 160. And, and I'll and personally get on top of contacting yeah. Mr. Hardwick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. Send him. I'll, and I'll reach out to pick me. There you go. <laughs> so. I, I do think that like the Nerdist podcast has some sort of a, a – 
cork board that you can put uh, oh, yeah? yeah solicitations on and then he'll read them you know some of them a handful of them I do whatever. love Chris he's pretty hilarious yeah he's I thought you were going to say you love solicitations <laughs> <laughs> he used to I until he got some into a little a little bit of a pickle because of it exactly. <laughs> oh you guys exactly it's your own fault for not learning the acronyms before you <laughs> wading into the Craigslist sea oh that's that's scary now you brought Craigslist into it. <laughs> You're absolutely right, though. I don't know probably any of the acronyms. <laughs> well, I'm sure that, uh, I don't know, there's there's no graceful way to continue the joke. Yeah. Like, it's good at this point, yeah. and if I were to take it any yeah. further, then it would go <laughs> yeah. straight to the gutter. It, well, it's not yeah. even so much it would go to the gutter. It would just go into directions. Diminishing like, returns, yeah. you think? Not even diminishing returns. It would either become homophobic or racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want it to go in either of those directions. Fair so. enough. <laughs> Uh, you don't think that would win us points? I don't think so. Not the, so points not we the want. right points, right? Exactly, yeah. So I think that we've won just the perfect number of points right now with Brent's joke, <laughs> and we should leave it at that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so today we'll be doing our normal format. Oh, go ahead. Somebody did ask me one time if um, I'd ever, um, if I was a, a published writer. And I was like, well, I once sold a futon on Craigslist. <laughs> that was a fun line. Yeah, that was a solid line. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if someone asked me if I was a salesman, I'd be like, well, I have put some things on eBay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, normal format, huh? Yep, normal format. Skis recapping with us uh, doing our MVPs and best lines and rating the episode at the end. Yeehaw. So, so with that, Ski, I'll go ahead and turn that over to you to start off the recap. All right, everybody. It's uh, Season 3, Episode 1. As he said, it was entitled Old Friends. Speaking of old friends, I'll interrupt you right, uh, right there, just ironically, because Brent and I, I would say, what at this point, I think we're at around 15 years or so. Crazy. Cause <laughs> it's much longer, probably. Yeah, well, let's see. Gwen, I worked at Nelnet with you for four mm-hmm. years yeah. prior to it going yeah, belly yeah. up. Um, or basically, anyway, at least here in town. Oh, we were only together two years before you went belly up. <laughs> <laughs> I went belly down. <laughs> and proud to say it. Uh-huh. But, um, but yeah, so I think Nelna was up. And the very end is when Gwen was born. And mm-hmm. she's 13 now. So you and I, let's say we didn't become friends immediately, but pretty okay. soon after I started there. Yeah. So probably maybe more like 16 to 17 yeah, years so at this point. Like it was 2003-ish. Yeah. And I believe at the start of this academic school year or whatever you know probably september ski and ice friendship hit i Long believe 30 time. years old that's yeah. crazy yeah i know it is <laughs> it's kind of gross really but um, <laughs> he's got a 13 year head start on me yeah yeah exactly um but you know what the nice thing with yours is that yours our, our friendship is still a minor so it's kind of a little um risque yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's age of consent so we have that <laughs> so uh, so, yeah, it's a little gross, but at the same time, it's legal. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Is it, though? <laughs> well, I, think, I believe 42, 41, and I mean, I'm not quite 42 yet, almost there, but uh, 41 and 17. I think is legal. I don't believe that it is at all. Well, I don't know. I'm not worried about it because I have no intentions <laughs> of going don't after. I believe that it is at all. I, there is an age of consent. Am I completely wrong? On it doesn't yeah. matter. I'm not going after anybody. <laughs> I don't need to know the age of consent because I, I am, uh, you know, happily married. And okay. even if I wasn't, I'd have no interest in yeah. a 17 year old anyway. <laughs> so, unless we have a listener, and that you know, I'm interested in 17 year old listeners, just not sexually. 
And what's this all about? <laughs> <laughs> so that's where this is all headed. This is a way for you to find wife number four, or at least the reason to cause wife number three to leave. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, listen, Brent. Brent has different objectives than I do. <laughs> mine, mine is to please the ears of the listener, Brent. Well, mine is all about meet and pick me. <laughs> I'm just here to laugh with my friends. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah. So, anyway, so I our, think you guys make me laugh more than I make you laugh, though. Uh, maybe uh, so, but um, you guys are pretty funny people. You're pretty funny yourself, though. You make me laugh funny. In, fair, <laughs> in fairness, on purpose, though. Yeah, a little bit of um, <laughs> truth to that. Uh, but after uh, yeah. laughter, whether it's with or at, right? Fair point. But no, you make me laugh at least once every episode. In an hour to two hour episode, you make him laugh at least once. Like a like a serious, genuine belly laugh. Like <laughs> Sorry, I, I never would have thought of that. Yeah, you know. And, and and I would say that you make me laugh at least a couple times every episode intentionally. Yes. And then probably a couple more times unintentionally. <laughs> so it's it works out perfectly. Yeah. And I will say that you know there are episodes of the Golden Girls in which I don't laugh at all, mm-hmm. in which the only time the only amusement I get out of the entire episode is talking about it with you. <laughs> well, there you go. So you make the whole I feel honored. Worthwhile. Back at you guys. <laughs> all right. So with that, uh, we uh, did I say the air date already? I don't believe so. I think I got in, I interrupted you before you could get past the title. <laughs> I'm guessing so. September something. It is. It's September nineteenth, nineteen eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was written by Kathy Spear and Terry Grossman, mm-hmm. and it was directed by Terry Hughes. Mm-hmm. Uh, jumped ahead and looked at all of them. I know uh, last season only two were mm-hmm. not directed by him. This time. Every episode of season three was directed by Terry Hughes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He got steady work this year. Indeed he did, yeah. Put him in a higher tax bracket, I'm sure. <laughs> and and uh, you had mentioned, uh, we talked slightly before we started recording, uh, this episode actually won two Emmys. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. For uh, for Don't various know. things. And I'm not going to tell what. Okay, I would like uh, Brent is going to kind of give us his uh, take on that after we discuss it. So. And then you'll tell us what it is yes. after he gives I've his guess a... after the recap. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So you got that to, a little teaser there for the end of yeah. the episode. I think I can. I think I, I know what my one accurate guess is going to be, and I know what my one inaccurate guess is going to be. Oh, okay. Now, <laughs> is the inaccurate guess one that's uh, intentionally inaccurate? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will guess something, and you're like, no. Well, could you give it three guesses then? Like, your okay, accurate guess, guesses. your joke guess, and then your third potentially accurate exactly. guess? Exactly. Okay. And you guess which two are true and which <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So, yeah, we'll have a little two truths and a lie at the end. Um, yeah. But one of those truths may be an inaccurate truth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In all honestly, they may all be inaccurate. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be two two mistakes and a lie. Exactly. <laughs> but I guess we'll find out soon enough. All right, so we open in the living room. Uh, we see Blanche. Uh, well, it's just an alternative fact that you've yet to accept. <laughs> <laughs> and Blanche is, enters the uh, living room holding a variety of items. She kind of adds them to a uh, collection of items that are already sitting on on and around the uh, coffee table in the in the front room. Uh, then Dorothy enters and offers Blanche a pink dress to add to the rum to uh, to a rummage sale that they're helping to repair for. Blanche tells Dorothy that you know she should keep that dress, saying that it's uh, her best-looking outfit. Right. Dorothy then holds it up against herself and kind of agrees. You know, I still do kind of look good in this. But then Blanche adds, 
you know, when she is wearing it, the dress uh, accentuates her backside and diminishes her chest region. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy calls out the dichotomy of what Blanche is saying, but uh, Blanche insists that both are true. <laughs> yes. Uh, then she tells Dorothy, it doesn't really matter since you rarely go out on the weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice little backhanded statement there. Mm-hmm. It's not very uh, uncommon for Miss Blanche. A young girl named Daisy, uh, who's a sunshine cadet, uh, enters and tells Blanche that she has loaded some cartons into uh, the car for the rummage sale. Both Blanche and uh, Dorothy you know, commend her for helping out and volunteering uh, her time for the charity event. Uh, she sweetly and humbly replies that, you know, it's just part of being a cadet. Right. Uh, Blanche then has uh, Daisy retrieve a few more items from Rose's room that she has decided to donate to the sale. Sophia then enters and tells the girls that she's wanting to go to uh, sit on the boardwalk and watch the men adjust themselves as they get out of the water. Dorothy offers to give her a ride because she's going to go drive to the uh, drop stuff off the room and sale anyway. Yeah, I thought it was funny that, you know, for, for Sophia, she enjoys it for the comedic value. But you kind of <laughs> wonder if, like, Blanche would be there just to see what the, you know, available packages what they're packing? were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. That's good. Yeah, they could spend all kinds of hours together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they could really, that could be a bonding experience for uh, Sophia and Blanche. But, you know, I guess we find out that Sophia gets to bond with someone else instead. Indeed. <laughs> um, so, Sophia, you know, tells, yeah. Dorothy offers to give her a ride. Sophia accepts with her uh, signature sarcasm, and uh, they exit. Daisy then returns from Rose's room with several things, um, including a very, very, like, nice-looking teddy bear mm-hmm. that she very much likes. She mentions that she wished she could buy it from the rummage sale, but doesn't have enough money, I think she says, mm-hmm. and that she thinks it's the cutest thing she's ever seen. Now, she didn't even ask how much it cost, though. How would she no. know she didn't have enough money? There's no label. So she maybe she just assume. doesn't have money. I yeah, guess. I guess. That would be the only thing. Spend it all on smokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, Blanche is touched by this uh, kind of statement and tells her, you know, since she, she's been helping out, she can keep it. Daisy thanks her and hugs her and then runs out the door, passing Rose, who is carrying several collapsed boxes, kind of covering her face. Right. And then uh, Rose confirms, you know, she said, goodbye to Daisy because <laughs> she couldn't see her. Right. Uh, Blanche tells her yes and then describes how helpful she's been all day. Now she says that bear's the cutest thing she's ever seen. It is a very average stuffed animal. It is, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It does, like, I thought it did look a little bit vintage in yeah, just the way it's designed. Uh, sure. I mean, it's cute enough, I guess, as far <laughs> as stuffed bears go and maybe I'm holding it up against you know, 2020 standards <laughs> as opposed to... Compared it to Teddy Ruxpin or right. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Like I thought, it's a... That's an average bear at best, yeah. um, but I don't know. Like maybe that girl grew up in an orphanage, and that's how she learned her rough and tumble ways. Possibly, <laughs> you know, before she got adopted. <laughs> exactly. But, I yeah. agree, though. No Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. yeah. Now, were either of you two in the Boy Scouts? I was. Yeah. So, how long were you in the Boy Scouts? Um, so I did Cub Scouts, and then I was in actual Boy Scouts after that for probably two years before you and I and James and them started. We played basketball so much. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get into the Boy Scout stuff as much anymore. What about you, Brent? How long were you? Best of the year. I think I was only in for about three or four meetings, and I got tired of all the butt stuff. So, um, (laughs) but no, I I I can't remember why. I just think I just didn't catch my interest, and I didn't have any friends that were in my troop or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's really a big part of it. I think. But uh, yeah, that was my thing. Like, I think I made it for a full year, maybe not quite, but yeah, it was the same thing. It was one of those things that. His kid was winning everything, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, "Oh, nuts to this!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't know. If there's one small thing that I wish 
would have been different as far as, uh, I don't know if you'd call my upbringing or whatever, but mm-hmm. I started a lot of things that I quit after, mm-hmm. you know, like a very short amount of time, yeah. like karate and football mm-hmm. and uh, track and yeah. just quite a few. I mean, there's uh, more things that I quit before, you know, a season than that yeah. I made it through a season of. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's probably because my mom was a single mom. Mm-hmm. And so she was definitely, she was very cool as far as mm-hmm. letting me sign up for anything I wanted. But I also don't think she was going to try to push me to give her more <laughs> obligations yeah, of yeah. things to get to. But I do kind of like, that's one thing with, with our kids that I always push. I'm like, listen, once you make a commitment to a team, you got to finish out the season. You can't mm-hmm. drop out on the team. Yeah. After that, if you don't want to do it again, fine. And yeah. I kind of wish I would have been pushing that same, yeah. you know, just a little different direction. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, quitting is the first step to finding your real passion. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> One of these days, I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Ironically. So, oh, good. I was gonna say. So my youngest is doing um, Girl Scouts now, or Daisies, whatever the pre Girl Scout one is, or pre Brownie. It's like Daisy. Daisy. Yeah. yeah. And but so all the meetings are virtual or whatever. So my wife goes and she picks up like some packet or whatever, and then all the girls sit around like on a Zoom thing and <laughs> decorate cookies together or something like this, and um. <clears throat> But, like, when she first signed her up, she got, like, my wife, when she was getting the the year's supplies or whatever, um, it's, like, just a big gallon Ziploc baggie of badges <laughs> of, like, just various <laughs> things. And I'm, like, wow, we are really going to be spending a lot of time <laughs> doing stuff. And, and I guess, like, the badges that she doesn't actually earn, that we just turn them back in or something oh, okay. like that. And some other kid can try to <laughs> get it or whatever. But, yeah. So, I mean, do you think that you will, uh, like, really be a stickler as far as for me and the requirements to earn each badge? Well, like, so far, it's, like, the only one that she's done so far is the cookie decorating one. Oh, okay. And she did a piss-poor job decorating those cookies, but we still gave her the badge because... No badge for you! Like, she she did decorate six cookies, you know, and that was the thing. Um, But I guess there's, like, a hierarchy of badges. Like, some of them are just, like, made-up type things. Mm. And they're like, just, you know, use a safety pin to hook this one on there and you can replace it with like something that's actually commendable yeah. like building a fire or something later yeah decorating a cookie would be something that i don't know if it'd be like a life skill exactly yeah, so. exactly but uh, but yeah it is nice though that even the little ones are able to get you know i, I think it'd be great if like building on. a fire there was one that was like advanced they call it the arsonist badge <laughs> it's like building a fire in your neighbor's garage yeah uh, yeah <laughs> so. I don't know. So, I imagine there's some sort of an organization out there that <laughs> rewards such behavior. But um, I was gonna tell you that you mentioned like you uh, drifted from hobby to hobby for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother Brian did that quite a bit. Like he had a whole bunch of stuff that he was like really into for about a week or two. Right. And then he kind of lose interest. So my mom and dad would try to support him on that, and they'd buy him stuff. And unfortunately, he just started accumulating dust after a while. But <laughs> he did stick with the uh, scouts a lot longer than I did. He got almost up to uh, eagle. Oh really? <laughs> So, it's so the, did he age out or just finally quit before he Well, quite I think made he actually – so one of the things you have to do for Eagle, I guess, is you have to plan and get funding and stuff to uh, fulfill a service project. Oh, okay. And I guess he'd done all that work and stuff, mm-hmm. and his service project got denied or something. Mm-hmm. Like, for whatever reason, it, it fell through. And I don't know if he aged out at that point, but he kind of lost interest. I know it really mm-hmm. upset yeah. him. Was it uh, was the service project something to, like, help people who had mal – formed thumbs 
because of right? you know home. <laughs> I think it had accidents. to do with uh, funding Al Qaeda. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Al Qaeda was a thing back then. At least not that know. we knew about <laughs> widely. They were, but they were the good guys. Oh. <laughs> I've seen Rainbow Three. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, sorry that uh, I don't want to get us off on that tangent there, but. I know somebody who's a Eagle Scout, and they built a gazebo. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah like a lot a, of times it's something like that. Yeah, use, I mean, it usually helps beautify the area yeah, or something. Exactly. Well, if I know Brian, and, you know, at all, it was probably something quite ambitious. I would guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly don't have any idea. It what was it probably is. to build something to allow people to live on the moon or <laughs> something <laughs> of that nature. Because yeah, you couldn't get the sign off from NASA. There, right? Just, yeah, but anyway. really disheartened. But I imagine he did all the math and everything was impeccably planned i'm sure so uh, but anyways but uh so back into the story you know rose confirms that she had actually spoken to daisy just a second ago and blanche so yes tells her how, how helpful she's been all day and then blanche uh proceeds to compare the sunshine cadets volunteering to help the community with her hometown's version uh miss maggie's house on the hill which by the description is probably a brothel <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rose rushes out of the room because uh, she'd walk back to her bath, her bedroom and she's asking Blanche if she's seen her teddy Fernando mm-hmm. and that uh, she's had Fernando since she was six. Rose begins to uh, search through the boxes and c- for the rummage sale, kind of looking frantically for the bear. Uh, Blanche is confused as to the importance of this toy, but Rose explains that Fernando is extremely important to her and is actually a family heirloom. Well, Though they, she never really gives... Any background as to the heirloom status today? Well, yeah. I'll say a couple things. Number one, that bear was in remarkably good shape for one that was 50-plus years old. Right. And she really had cared for it very well. And also, if anybody told me that I had given away something that they'd had for 50-plus years, I wouldn't be like, but why do you care? <laughs> right. Like, you know, it just seems like, yeah, you'd, you'd understand right away. It's like it had sentimental value, regardless if it was a family well, if, heirloom or not. If she had a teddy and she's that age anyway, unless she was planning to give it to her grandkid. Mm-hmm. Or something. Right. I think her grandkids already aged out of the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, she would be planning to get buried with it or to <laughs> pass along to her great-grandchild. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But. Uh, Blaine's telling... They've seen some things, though. What's Say that? what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hours and hours and hours of things. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you think she, like, turned the bear around to stare into the corner you know, which style? Actually, I totally imagine she did. Yeah. <laughs> like, that seemed like something she wouldn't want that to witness. Yeah. Her and Charlie's love secrets. <laughs> exactly. So. And potentially the death of her husband. Right, could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and another man. Right. So Blanche is, is confused by the importance, but uh, she says it's a family heirloom. Blanche tells Rose that they shouldn't panic, uh, but they just need a logical plan. And I, I put logical in quotes because, you know, what she tells her is actually absurd. She uh, tells uh, Rose to go check in the attic, and she'll check outside in case it, quote, wandered off. Uh, Rose is comforted, though, that they do have a plan now. Right, yeah. <laughs> have either of you two, I guess that makes me think. You know, that bear probably has seen two men die after lovemaking. Um, and, and of <laughs> or course, at least been in earshot. Right, and and Rose has seen... Have either of you two ever seen a dead body outside of a hospital or, or of course, a funeral? funeral? No. Yeah, neither have I. Well, uh, my dad. Oh, okay. See, if we got one. Yeah. That bear still got you by one. But, there you go, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, you're halfway there. So, and the day is young. So, <laughs> you never know what it'll <laughs> Right. So, is this the first time the Goldens have mentioned having an attic? 
Uh, that I can recall. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense they'd have at least a storage type attic, but yeah. I don't know if it'd be something, especially in the hot Miami, you know, yeah. weather. I, I would think it'd be mostly just all insulation to keep, mm. you know, the. I thought maybe they had mentioned AC, it yeah. when they had their own like garage type rubber sale. Uh, maybe. Um, oh, at least I don't. I, I am certain we've never seen inside of this attic. No, yeah. So. I don't doubt we ever will. Probably not. So it's not someplace Mario could have hung out while he was hiding from ice. Not that I, not that I'm aware of. But you know, he, I'm sure he could have been there. But he, then he probably would have died of heat exhaustion. So unless it's it was where they're keeping the old minks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're, they're the ones that won't produce. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we change scene. Uh, now we see so- Sophia arriving at the boardwalk, mm-hmm. and uh, she kind of makes her way over to a bench where an elderly black man is sitting. I'd just like to go on record. That whenever Sophia or Blanche interact with a person of color, it really stresses me out. Oh, really? Because you're just not sure how it's going to go? Yes. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I think in this one, Sophia navigated it perfectly. I don't believe, I don't remember there being anything that was questionable. Yeah. But yeah, Blanche certainly is a landmine. Well, Sophia is the old <laughs> thing, um, whereas Blanche just has the, you know, Southern. racist thing. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. A lot of hanging in her yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she asked, uh, she goes and asks if uh, anyone is sitting next to him. And uh, he asks her in response, glaucoma or cataracts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sophia explains that she can see fine, but was just trying to be polite. And uh, she goes in and takes a seat next to him. Uh, he tells her, though, that, you know, he actually has both eye afflictions. Uh, stay, and she responds that, you know, she had previously had cataracts, but uh, had laser eye surgery to repair those. Uh, after some sarcastic old person banter back and forth, the uh, man introduces himself. Uh, he is named Alvin, and after feeling a bit insulted by a few things Sophia said, he resigns to just go ahead and go back to counting seagulls, mm-hmm. saying he was just trying to be polite. Right. Uh, but Sophia pulls him back into the conversation. Uh, he tells her that you know he's security guard at the Ocean Mist Retirement Hotel. Apparently, fairly limited hours, if I recall. Yeah. Like, basically one hour on right, one day, yeah. right? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, Sophia asks if uh, she if he knows a lady that uh, she believes lives there. And uh, they both kind of fall back into their own monologue at this point. Right. Each one of them discussing, like, I think Sophia is actually trying to remember the uh, particular name of the hotel she thinks it is. And at the same time, Alvin is trying to remember the name of the lady he thinks she's or- talking about. Yeah, I think that back and forth, I mean, there wasn't a particular line in that, but that back and forth was probably my favorite yeah, it was scene pretty entertaining. or whatever yeah, exchange in the episode. It definitely goes to, like, it was a very good old person gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But uh, then they kind of land on uh, the uh, combo they both believe to be correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she asked him to uh, tell her friend hello for her yeah. as they are quote very close yeah i think he asked her if she would like him yeah, to tell yeah. her hello and she's like yeah would you mind we're very close um, <laughs> so yeah that, that was like, <clears throat> an excellent bit uh sophia then offers to uh share her veal and pepper sandwich with him and then realizing that he she has never told him his name uh she or he asks her sophia tells him sophia petrillo and he asks her if she's italian and she tells him take one bite of the sandwich and you tell me right and then they dig in mm-hmm. correct uh, we say, change scene again. We kind of go back and forth like that the whole episode. Right. Uh, Rose is now sulking in the kitchen at the table. Uh, it looks like it's morning time. Uh, Dorothy enters and tells Rose that she hadn't heard her get up earlier, but Rose explains that she had never actually gone to bed, that she was too upset about her being gone. 
Dorothy points out that she's been moping like this for a week at this point. Uh, Dorothy tries to reason with her that it was, you know, important, but it's still just a teddy bear. Uh, Sophia enters, and Dorothy offers uh, to get her some breakfast, but Sophia tells her that Alvin is buying her breakfast today. Mm-hmm. Rose asks, Alvin from the boardwalk? And Sophia, of course, replies back, no, Rose, Alvin from the chipmunks. <laughs> yeah, that was, the only, that was the only Alvin I could think of that would be topical enough. Yeah, that <laughs> Alvin's not a super common name. No, um, yeah. I mean, there's Alvin's I know that are in the sports world and whatnot, but they would have been way too obscure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, back then, the 80s, Alvin and Chipmunks was like... Oh, yeah. Well, the Alvin and Chipmunks even saw, you know, revival thanks to... Um, oh, uh, who Jason was, Lee. Yeah, Jason Lee. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Did you watch any of those movies? I, I, I did see them because of the kids. Uh, they were passable. Um, <laughs> but you know they weren't. They were. They definitely were nothing that I was planning to get a rewatch in. Or that not going to buy them. No, definitely not. Nor nor would I be. You know, hotly anticipating the next sequel that comes out. So, Mr. Brent, you see any of them? I did not. I I like Jason Lee a lot, but I did not yeah. watch them. I've seen parts of them like on yeah. TV, just if they're on. The well, back I think of. the second one had Shazam in it, if I'm not wrong. Um, I'd prefer not to talk about it. <laughs> uh, I will Fair say enough. that I think that... Um, Though I am intrigued. <laughs> maybe off the air, I'll tell you that story. Um, but uh, the Alvin, like, I'm sure the character was named after. It's just so they could have the Alvin and the Chipmunks joke. Yeah, like, yeah I'm sure that's, that's, that's the sole reason they came up with exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Like, like Maybe like the first draft, they're like, oh, we'll name him George Washington. Something, <laughs> you know? And then they're like, oh, no, we'll go with Alvin. George Washington, the president? Well, you said it was been George, and they'd be like, yeah. George from the boardwalk? No, George Washington. And they're like, yeah, that doesn't work that well. Let's switch yeah. to Alvin. Good, it's a good, uh, solid theory. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. The, now. So here's the abridged version. So I guess in the second Alvin movie or whatever, the, the chipmunks, you know, they're... They're scamps. Right. And they put some hot sauce in Dave's beverage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember this that scene? Vaguely. Yeah. So anyways, like, um, and at the time I had not seen that, okay? But I was spending social time with a woman who had kids. And I went <laughs> to take Social a, time, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I went, I, you know, poured myself a glass of, um, you know, sweet tea because I was still drinking sweet tea at the time. And I took a drink and it just tasted nasty and, you know, fiery, you know. <laughs> and I looked and there was just, you know, obviously Frank's Red Hot sediment in the bottom of the glass. Delicious. And I got annoyed because, you know, I'd made a whole pitcher of tea and then they poured a whole bottle of Frank's. <laughs> oh, so no. There, so it was just ruined or whatever. And, you know, I said something to her. I was like, that is not cool. And she's like, they said they didn't do it. And I was like, <laughs> exactly. I was you just like, forgot what you added to it, Brent. Are you, are you saying that I did it? And she's like, not at all. And I was like, then who are you saying did it? And she was like, well, there's a good chance it was them, but they said they didn't. And so I can't take sides. Like, and hell, she can. She's it, the mom. Yeah. And like, and so it was, she was like, and where would they even get an idea? And I was like, I don't know. They did it. But then, like, 18 months later, I see Alvin and the goddamn Chipmunks, too. <laughs> and I was like, Jacques. <laughs> I knew where they got it from then. And I was like, I was, I was no longer, you know, 
speaking with her or anything like that, but it almost would have been good to break radio silence just so I could <laughs> tell her. It's like, I figured out where they got that idea from. Well, you should have just text her the link. <laughs> right to, like, YouTube yeah. or something? Somebody. Yeah, well, I can understand why you're still a little yeah. bit, um, you know, squeamish about, yeah. so. about the second one. Yeah. Even there's a name. I think the second one is called Alvin and Chipmunks, the Squeakwolf. Yeah. So yeah. that alone makes it worth not yeah. wanting to. <laughs> Jenny Slater was in that one, right? Um, I'm not sure. I know that, uh, like I said, Zachary Levi was in it. Um, yeah. Bob Odenkirk. And, mm-hmm. and, and of course, Jason Lee was in that one. I think, yeah. though, in a smaller role. I think that really Zachary Levi was kind of the main person. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jenny Slater, I think she was stuck on the island. No, that was Chipwrecked. That was the third one. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Amy Poehler, Anna Faris, Christina Applegate had a star-studded cast. Yeah. Although some of those are probably just voice actors. Yeah, or sure. yeah. Row of talent. But. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess it's a painful memory for you, and uh, I, not a positive one for me. Just <laughs> yeah. a, a non-existent. And memory, not really. one at all for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Here, when you're a grandpa, here soon you can possibly buy the Chipmunk, uh, Chipmunk <laughs> trilogy and right. regale your your grandson with that are you about halfway there uh doing may so whenever this comes out it'll be pretty darn close yeah Yeah, pretty much shy Mm -hmm. well congratulations (laughs) (laughs) after that comment about alvin and chipmunks rose has this weird confused look on her face uh blanche then enters and uh, announces that uh she is the part where she says she has the right to sing the blues yes that was a little bit ago yeah when she was talking to dorothy about uh Why she's upset. Yeah, I think that was my second favorite line of the episode. I'm sorry I left it out. Yeah, that's fine. I should have been on the ball and no, rejected at the time. You're pretty darn close. I mean, well, it's you pulled like it back on. It's all right. Same paragraph. Same yeah, paragraph. Same paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Blanche comes in. She says that she found, uh, found Fernando, and she holds up a, a doll, but it is very clearly a different bear. Rose thanks Blanche for you know trying to cheer her up clearly. Mm-hmm. But uh, says that it's not the same and then leaves the room. Now, did Blanche think that this bear would really trick Rose? I mean, it's a bear she's had for 50 years yeah. um, that has slept with her. I mean, assumedly she's seen it almost every day, at least the vast majority of days yeah. for the last 50 yeah. years. So, yeah. well, I don't know, Rose can be a little bit. If it very close, it'd be well, one thing, but it was not. No, not at all. But I just... Fake fur technology has advanced in 50 years. <laughs> right. Because <you know? laughs> I'm sure back then it was like a scratchy wool or yeah. something. Probably, you know? yeah. Human hair. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, that might be the heirloom. It may have been made from her, you know, great grandmother's, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Merkin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, you know, she needed to get work. All yeah. right. So. Exactly. Uh, Working with the Merkin. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I once invented a blues singer named Blind Lemon Merkin. Oh, really? <laughs> Say what? Blind Lemon Merkin. <laughs> now, in what context did you create this uh, fictional blues singer? Oh, I was at a record store and some uh-huh. dude was trying to talk to me about blues guitarists. And I was like, I was always partial to Blind Lemon Merkin. <laughs> did, now, did, did he try to? Know, to... Or... <laughs> he just stared at me. So I think he, I think he was wise to my ruse. <laughs> I was like, ah, he doesn't want to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Exactly. <laughs> you made yourself laugh and got rid of the weirdo. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be awkward, too, just because 
I don't know. I know that you are into a lot of uh, musicians that probably are blues influenced for sure. <laughs> yeah. But as far as specifically blues singers, I don't think I've heard you speak of that. <laughs> yeah. You know much at all. Yeah. So that would make it an even more awkward conversation if yeah. someone wanting to pick your brain about. Yeah. A you know, type of music that you're not even that big of a fan yeah. of. So. I mean, I like Robert Johnson and Muddy Waters as much as the next guy. Right. But after that, it's you know, it's white men who stole that music. <laughs> <laughs> that really into. Well, let's be honest. The next guy doesn't like him that much. They don't know that much about yeah. him. <laughs> so. That's true. That's true. Did you guys ever Go see? Uh, I want to say it was one of the late night uh, talk shows type things. Arsenio? Maybe Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, they had like a, a skit. Where they went to Coachella, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the big things about Coachella is like people claim mm-hmm. to know everything about music there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not everyone, obviously, but yeah. a good portion of the, the people are like, oh, yeah, I know every little band and every little right. detail. Yeah. Uh, even the most obscure. Mm-hmm. And so basically, the, the, the bit is that uh, there's an interviewer outside the mm-hmm. gates talking to the people coming in saying, oh, are you really excited about? And then just makes up some random band mm-hmm. and then starts asking some questions about it. Mm-hmm. And the, and some people are like, Oh no, I don't know that one. But a, a large majority of the ones they show like, Oh yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> heard good things. I've got, yeah. I've only got their second album, you know, <laughs> I like the early stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah, exactly. So Brent, you've been to a lot of music festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been to any of the big ones? Like the, the ones that people would like Bonnaroo or Coachella. Nah, yeah. nah, do, do you have any it. desire to, to make it to those at some point? No. Um, no, just too many people. We've gone to a, a bl- couple of the mid-level ones mm, and everything, okay. but nothing that big. Nothing Bonnaroo, Coachella. Uh, uh, I'd like to. I'll probably end up going to Riot Fest at some point in my life. Where's Riot Fest held up? It's up in Chicago. Oh, okay, so that's reasonable yeah. distance. Yeah, but yeah, probably not. I have decided though, at some point in my life, I am going to go ahead and you know see fish in concert. Oh, that's so. very nice. Are they still performing in concert regularly? Oh, well, not currently, but they will again. Someday. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so your plan is really uh, dependent on. Uh, well, no, I'm saying like up. I mean, they've had a New Year's Eve show for oh, okay. this past year. You just mean that they're not. Yeah. Uh, they're not like on a tour right now. Correct. But, okay, that you're like, no, they've stopped touring no. altogether. But I'm sure they'll have a reunion tour yeah, eventually. No. Uh, no, in a normal year they would do you know 50 oh, concerts sure. or something like okay. that. Yeah. So it's just the COVID. Correct. COVID yeah. pause at all the. Yeah. Ironically, I saw Fish in concert. And supposedly their farewell. Yeah. Tour. Yeah. And of course that did not stick. <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy the concert? I did. I had a good, good time. Mm-hmm. So what, how long was the concert? Do you remember? It was pretty long. It wasn't just Fish, but I mean, they were like the headliners, obviously. Okay. So, so if you had to guesstimate, how long did you say Fish performed? Probably two hours. So is that what, three songs? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I knew where you were going. I was just <laughs> yeah. going to, I was like, oh, let him have his fun. <laughs> yeah, it's just, they were very jam bandy. Yeah, I know. I know. I was just. Yeah, but you really make me work for it. <laughs> and the payoff was so that was meager. The other reason why I, was back. I was like, so I'm going to ride this out to the bitter end. Oh, well, yeah. You know, it's like once I got halfway there, it's like. No turning back, right? Yeah, exactly. Am I going to really edit this whole thing out? Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, well, painful and all. We'll leave yeah. it in there. There's a band called Spafford that I really, really like. They're one of the newer jam bands or whatever. And. I first got into them because they did a show down in Bloomington, Indiana, and they went out and like they decided beforehand, it's like, all right, well, let's, we'll just go out for the first set. And we're just going to jam and see what happens. Hmm. And so they did. And they went out there and they just 
jam for 75 minutes. Hmm. They did their set break, and they were just really happy and proud of themselves. Like, yeah, we did it. Right. And then one of the guys is like, well, let's try it again. <laughs> and so then they went out, <laughs> and they jammed for another 75 minutes. Um, and then they were proud of themselves. And then they did um, a regular actual like, song song for their 20-minute encore or uh-huh. whatever. But uh, so I was reading about this the next day, and I was like, well, that takes some cojones. Yeah. You know? Um, and so I started listening to them, and I really like them. But um, they did a, um, a live stream concert or whatever back in November, November 14th, that um, I actually just got around to downloading today. I'm going to try to listen to this week sometime. But anyways, for that, um, they were just like, all right, well, we're going to jam and see what happens. And so they were able to ride that groove for an hour 45. (laughs) So I'm excited for that. See, it's funny because to you, you say that takes a lot of cojones. I say that takes a lot of disregard for your fans. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess to each his own. But but they did the three songs like you accused Fish of doing. Nice three-song concert. Fair enough. String Cheese Incident um, at Electric Fest. um, Electric Forest. Electric Forest. Okay. um, In 2018, they did just one song for their set. Like it was a... it was an actual like legit song, but they just jammed on it for you know oh, okay. seventy five minutes and everything, and it was really really good. Yeah, I wasn't sure when you first threw that out there if it was a band name or if you were going to tell us about an incident that you had with string cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's a weird interjection. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, string cheese is different than um stick cheese. Yeah. Yeah, like string cheese, like you can pull it apart. Yeah, I think it's like a mozzarella type cheese yeah. or whatever. That, yeah, uh, it's a softer cheese. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my wife sent me to the store one time for string cheese, and I bring back cheese sticks. Uh, and you would have thought that I'd, you know, brought my Castigate you shit. soundly? <laughs> now, was the string cheese for uh, your wife or your daughter? Uh, it was for uh, daughter. Okay, well, fair enough then, because, like, there's the experience of eating the string yeah. cheese that the Pulled kids... Pull it apart, and yeah. yeah. Because typically yeah. when Classic, I... Classic, like, snack for yeah. camp and stuff. Right. Yeah, for, um, I would say that when I eat string cheese, I probably eat it the same as I do with cheese sticks, so yeah. it would make almost no difference yeah. other than if it was a variety that I didn't like as well. Yeah. But for a kid, I guess I can see... Uh, although I imagine you probably got taken to task far more than you deserved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyways. So go ahead, Ski, though, with that. Uh, I don't know where we're at on the recap at this point. Hopefully you do. I do. Uh, so Ran- Blanche has tried to buy a, a new bear. And then oh, that's right, yeah. Rose saw right through that ruse and mm-hmm. uh, said, thank you, but no thank you. Uh, she leaves, and Blanche then sits down at the table. Ferdinand. And like, who the hell names a bear Ferdinand back Fer- in 1922? Fernando. Yeah, or Fernando back in 1922 <laughs> or whatever it was. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I wonder if there's any, like, uh, I mean, the only Fernando I know is Fernando Valenzuela, who would definitely not have been a household name then. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Especially in Minnesota and a <laughs> Slavic or Scandinavian type thing. Right. Maybe she write a book or something. Maybe. Uh, that had the Ferdinand name in it. Or Ferdinando, I yeah. should say. Sorry. Hard to say. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nope. It's quite right. Uh, so Blanche sits down at the table and uh, is talking to Dorothy, and she admits the, uh, that the bear was not lost and that she, in fact, gave it to Daisy for helping out the rummage sale. Right. I find it hard to, uh, not hard to believe, but I, I find it odd that this is the first she's told anybody about this predicament. Maybe she was just hoping all week that it would either fade away or mm-hmm. she'd figure it out. But uh, <clears throat> she, Dorothy smiles with relief and says, well, then there's no problem, suggesting that she just contact uh, Daisy back, explain the situation, you know, that was a mistake, mm-hmm. and ask for her to return it. She says she's a very sweet kid. She'll understand. 
Blanche explains, though, that she's already done all of that and that Daisy isn't as sweet as they thought and that she's not only denied giving the bear back, but is now holding it for ransom. Right. <laughs> Even having sent Blanche one of Fernando's ears, mafia style. <laughs> Blanche then holds up the ear and Dorothy's face kind of just drops, turns to a horrified scowl. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Yeah, that is pretty rough um, yeah. to partially destroy this thing. Right, yeah, yeah. a pretty 50-year-old bear. She right. Just tear, yeah, very inconsiderate child. Mm -hmm. uh, so we change scene again. We're back at the boardwalk. Uh, Sophia is now sitting with Alvin on the bench looking out at the beach. And she says that she's got one and asks Alvin to check for her and, you know, confirm. He looks mm -hmm. over at the same area mm -hmm. that she's looking at and he agrees saying, you got one, no doubt about it. That gentleman just peed in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was definitely one of my top lines of the episode also. <laughs> that may have been my favorite individual line of the yeah. episode. They both laugh pretty heartily, and Sophia checks uh, their count for the day, like how many guys did they catch, <laughs> but uh, Alvin has lost track. <laughs> uh, she tells him that you know she's always loved the beach, but her dear departed husband, uh, Salvador, never did. And he thought uh, too many people actually peed in the ocean, <laughs> <laughs> ironically. Right. Uh, she asks if his late wife, or late wife Edna liked the beach. Alvin kind of looks over at her confused and, and doesn't understand her question. He then inexplicably uh, changes the subject, uh, talking about birds. When Sophia tries to pull him back to her question, he gets visibly upset. Uh, she keeps trying to talk to him to make him laugh, kind of lighten the situation or the, the mood. Uh, but he looks more and more unhappy. Ultimately, beginning to cry and laying his head on her shoulder, she kind of hugs into him and tries to comfort her mm -hmm. friend. Yeah, she um, one of the things like she makes a joke about you know the Scarposi family or whatever having a right. hit on her, <laughs> and then she admits that it's a lie that she's just trying to make him laugh. Right, and everything. Right. It's like, well, she's that's her go-to many many times. Like, <laughs> is it always a lie whenever she mentions somebody has a hit out on her? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that just her vocalized pause so she can uh, buy herself some time to figure out what's maybe happening? Maybe it was a status yeah. thing back in Sicily if you had a oh, hit on you, you know? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, so. it could be. Well, it makes you look like you're more of a badass, right? Uh -huh. that, you know, you've done something that would have angered the, you know, yeah. would yeah. merit a hit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. But uh, it could also very well just be like you said. It's just a way for her to buy a little time. Yeah. So. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. She's used that quite a few yeah. times in the series already. Then that was the short scene. We go back now to uh, Blanche and Dorothy. So, quick, oh, the, so that short scene, they keep referring to it as the boardwalk, but we never actually see the boardwalk. It seems like they're more like at a promenade or yeah, something. They're, mm. it, yeah, boardwalk is usually one that goes out over the ocean yeah, almost, exactly. right? But all we see is like almost decking that just goes out onto the beach. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So. But it does look like it may extend downward, so maybe that's what they mean. Like maybe. it goes horizontal with the beach. Yeah, yeah. could be. Maybe. I just don't. Miami real estate—you wouldn't think they'd have too many public boardwalks, right? You know. True. Yeah, yeah. that's a very good point. Maybe it's owned by a local hotel. Maybe the Ocean Mist. Oh, maybe <laughs> retirement hotel. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, I'm sure the hotel appreciates the elderly <laughs> just loitering on their promenade. Do you live here? No, I do not. But my friend does. No, he doesn't. He only works here one hour a week. <laughs> so, do you think he actually works there, or do you think that Good just question. so he remembers his name? Not. Yeah, I don't think he really works there at all. Yeah, yeah I think that it's. Probably so that if he gets lost or whatever, that somebody can help mm -hmm. identify who he is. Exactly. Um, I don't yeah. know if his daughter's there every day watching over him from mm -hmm. a, a you know a safe distance or yeah. or not. But yeah, that'd be my guess anyway. Yeah. yeah, when he does, you know, introduce himself initially, we didn't, I didn't like completely uh, like expand on that, but 
he does, you know, state that, you know, he's got this badge that she could have read and seen uh-huh. his name and that he is absolutely 100% authentic, uh-huh. like security guard. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think he even says something like approved by the cops, right? Which I don't think is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> we had a security guard in a building I used to work in who was in a wheelchair and he was missing both of his legs below the knees. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he had a, you know, he, he sat up behind the front desk in his wheelchair. Okay. And, and it's fine, you know, but. It's <laughs> nice of you. <laughs> what <laughs> To approve what, of the handicap. Well, so, but the way the office was laid out. Was his rank lieutenant? No, no, no. Uh, Dan was not a lieutenant. Um, so, like, the back half of the office was slightly elevated from the front half of the office. Mm-hmm. So, there were two steps you had to go up. In order to get to the back wing there, which housed like 30% of the employees. So like the 70% of the employees up front, you know, he could come protect them. But the 30% in the back, he had no way of getting to. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was the part that always just seemed awkward. (laughs) And I think nobody, like, we just weren't worried about somebody coming back there and hurting us, you know. Because it just would have been a dick move. It's like, (laughs) but if somebody does, he's not going to be able to save me. Not that he could have saved the front 70 either. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. You remember probably at Nelnet, we had a uh, woman who was the security guard, receptionist person there. Elderly. Yeah, I mean, she was like a 70-year-old woman or something. I mean, I think she had some military. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, a stiff breeze would have taken her out, but, (laughs) you know, she was supposed to be our, you know, line of defense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the security guard, um, like, I always just thought it was just a whole odd situation. And then somebody, I didn't get this conversation firsthand. It was relayed to me, and it made sense to me. Um, Like, basically, he ended up as a security guard because he had to work. He, like, he'd gotten money when he was a kid from some sort of a lawsuit or something. Like, he, there was a, when he was in utero or whatever, his mom drank something or some chemical leak or something like that. And it caused him to be born without legs or whatever. And so his parents sued um, for, you know, I don't know how much money. And they won and everything. And so theoretically that was so, you know, to make up the fact that he's never really going to be able to work or whatever. Right. Um, But then he turned 18 and got his money and he went to Amsterdam for three years and then came home broke. (laughs) And had to get a job as a security guard. Wow, he really might have been Lieutenant Dan there for a little while. (laughs) You know, like post-Army Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He's just waiting for his Forrest Gump to come in. exactly. Well, remember the... uh, Security at the dome, at the RCA dome, like Wacken Hut. Oh, yeah. They were not imposing in the least. No, no. I mean, they basically all looked like they just... It was just a check station. Yeah, just, I mean, I think they just herded in some homeless people to keep an eye on the place. Hey, you mind holding this flashlight? Yeah. All right, only let people in with a badge. Right. Yeah, it, it was lax, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, I don't know. I, Probably was the same effectiveness as a greeter at Walmart. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it deters people from shoplifting more so than actually stops anything yeah. from, uh, you know, any actual criminal activity. Though we did sneak in one time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but we were employees, so. Uh, were we still employees or were we yeah, passive employees? No, I think we were still employees. Okay, yeah, yeah, because we had, we had badges, I'm sure you're right. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was when they had, like, Star Wars Celebration 3. Yeah. We wanted to get beat the crowds in, yeah. so we came in, <laughs> pretending like we were working, yeah. um, and then... 
as soon as the Mosey show floor out. opened up. Yeah, just yeah. came right. Now we had tickets and everything, so we yeah. had paid to be there. Yeah. We were just mm-hmm. beating the crowds outside. Gotcha. So yeah. it was around the block, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. so. It was quite the line. And we got there pretty early anyway, so mm-hmm. crazy cool. So. That was a long time ago. It was indeed. That was episode one, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I was thinking about episode one the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Were you cringing? No, no. <laughs> I was. I forget how I got there. Whatever. So, when you, which character in episode one do you most relate to? Jar Jar. No. <laughs> um. So most relate to is as far as like the one that would be the most like myself. The one that when you watch the movie, the one that you empathize with the most, the okay. one that you're like, oh, I know what he's going through. Um, I don't know. Probably uh, Darth Maul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for his giant part in the movie. Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe Obi Wan. You know, a little frustrated because the uh, the person who's ahead of me knows more, but mm-hmm. uh, is also maybe not taking my advice. Um, mm-hmm. So gotcha. I don't know. That's a probably a stretch part of the reason i'm probably empathizing with obi-wan is because he's the best character mm-hmm. that's in the movie yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so. agreed but who would you say for yourself i, I assume how about you ski i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> you're the least like jar jar i don't think but uh now if, if you're talking about uh, people i relate to i guess i would have to say with alan because uh, I think in general he's probably the most relatable character in the movie anyway yeah uh, most realistic character I would think I mean, so as far as so before you say who development. you're who so let's see the other people like so I'm guessing you have a, an answer for this question okay, also yeah, yeah. so as far as the characters that are reasonably main characters I'm <laughs> assuming you're not going to pick like Anakin's mom there's Anakin yeah. Watto I'm the three dudes okay. okay um like would the boys would they pick Anakin as the one they most relate to you think probably um uh-huh. as kids I would assume so exactly and then do you think that as they get older and start to become parents themselves, do you think they'll take on more of a uh, Obi-Wan as who they relate to? Yeah, maybe so. Although, I mean, I would say that the more apparently one of the three, uh, honestly, I guess at this point in my life, I should be... Qui-Gon. Yeah, I should be more like Qui-Gon. Exactly. Because I think I'm in like the Qui-Gon phase of my life now. Oh, okay. Like I think, obviously I was too old when I first watched it to ever relate to Anakin. Mm-hmm. So I started off as Obi-Wan like you. Also, oh, okay. Anakin now, was a horrible character. <laughs> and now I think I'm in the Qui-Gon stage of my life mm-hmm. while you're still in the Anakin, or the Obi-Wan phase, okay. while your boys are still in the Anakin phase. Okay, fair enough. And so I think like, you know, if you keep an eye on them, maybe they'll progress to Anakin and then, you know, God willing, you'll live long enough to... Be the Yoda. <laughs> so oh, they can be that. Now, once my kiddo has a kiddo of her own, do you think I will progress also into the Qui-Gon phase? No, you'll be in the Emperor Palpatine phase. <laughs> oh, he'll be, uh, what's his name in the, uh, Shiv, Shiv Palpatine or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that basically where you're at in your life depends upon your sort of dictates or drives or influences, you know, which of those three characters you most relate to. Yeah. That's a pretty fair assessment. So, so. so that's what I was thinking about when I was thinking about episode one the other day. Okay, fair enough. So, and I was thinking about taxation and trade routes, but that uh. was a whole different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're trying, you always try to relate politics of today and the things that you, mm-hmm. you know, are more well-versed in. <laughs> exactly. So. exactly. So. So. Anyway, so sorry, skew back to your, uh, Oh, yeah, we were talking about a show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Star Wars related. <laughs> exactly. 
So uh, last we were talking about, I think she's uh, Sophia's hugging Alvin when he was kind of crying right on the bench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we changed scene yet again. Um, like I said, this goes back and forth quite a bit today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche and Dorothy are in the living room with Daisy trying to read with her mm-hmm. uh, to give the bear back. Again, explain the mix-up. Daisy then asked them, you mean you made a mistake? Uh, they confirm, yeah, yeah, of course that's what it is. And she continues uh, that uh, she learned in the Sunshine Cadets that you have to pay for your mistakes. Right. As an evil grin crawls across her face. <laughs> Uh, she really is a devious kid. Uh, she then tries to extort a new bike out of the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy appeals to her kindness and decency and other lessons that she probably should have learned in the cadets. She tells them that she must have missed all those lessons when she was grounded for smoking in the boys' room. Right, yeah. Uh, Blance turns to Dorothy and says, we're shafted, realizing how devious uh, the child is. Dorothy, however, will uh, not be pushed into stuff. She won't have it. And goes on uh, a bit of a tirade, stating that she won't be intimidated or threatened, and continues saying that uh, she's going to call her parents and the quote school for bad girls. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, go ahead. Dorothy occasionally will pull out these threats that are just so ridiculous that it's like <laughs> you'd have to be talking to somebody who, you know, was the biggest rube ever if you think <laughs> they're going to believe this threat that you're throwing out there. Um, but you know, and, and this, doesn't she say they're going to put her in a bag and yeah, stuff? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, this this little girl, she knows she knows better. She yeah. should have already known that these kind of you know off the wall threats weren't going to work against her. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she uh, she says she's going to be carted off, and then she wraps it all up with she'll never eat ice cream or play jump rope again. Mm-hmm. But as you said, Daisy is uh, not worried. She's yeah. not phased by this, yeah. and uh, calmly lays out her evil scheme to the two ladies. Yeah. So she, the girl's name is Daisy. Yeah, and she's so. a daisy. No sunshine. That's yeah. right. She's a sunshine. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But uh, she then pulls out a water gun filled with red ink <laughs> and holds it to Fernando's head. <laughs> right. Uh, just then, Rose comes in and uh, assumes that uh, Daisy, of course, has found the bear, not knowing the uh, back backstory behind all this, and that she was there to return it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Daisy realizes that Rose's friends hadn't bothered to tell her the truth, she then says she's going to uh, raise the ransom price. Uh, she tells him that she'll be in touch and then ducks out the front door. Right. Is that the one where she talks about catching a smoke in the John? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, my favorite I, I, Yeah, I love the, the phrase. Yeah, the phrase was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I missed it when I was grounded yeah, for she's catching got a like smoke this, in the boys, John. Yeah. yeah. That was just, just this evil look on her face like, I'm in charge here. You won't boss me around, a old ladies. Actress. Yeah. Yeah, oh, she yeah. Was. I'm a big Jenny Lewis fan. Uh, then uh, Rose is clearly confused about what the heck's going on. <laughs> right. And they kind of sit on the couch and explain the uh, sordid situation. Rose simply responds to him, uh, get him back. I want my teddy. Uh, then uh, Blanche tries to kind of say, oh, well, she's not going to just give it back. Yeah. But Rose you know, won't put up with Blanche's excuses mm-hmm. and simply demands that she figure it out and get Fernando back. Yeah, I believe her exact phrase is just cut the crap and get the damn bear. Mm-hmm. Um, Short and sweet, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, go back now, change scene again. We're at the beach. Sophia is sitting on the bench. And Alvin arrives as Sophia tells him he's late. Uh, he thinks it's 9 o'clock, but she says, in your dreams, she asks him if he maybe took the wrong bus. And he asks, you know, what she's doing. And uh, she explains that she's crocheting. Right. We later find out he, she's crocheting a, like a scarf, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells her that, you know, angrily that she's, you know, in his seat. And he sits there every day and she has no right to be there. 
Uh, he also says that the bus driver went the wrong way, and she knows it, continuing to get more upset. And uh, Sophia, of course, is completely caught off guard by this and calls for him uh, to come back as he's kind of walking away grumpily. Yeah. Uh, she you know, visibly is concerned and confused about what just happened with her friend, and then they, they change scene again. Yeah. Now, it, it goes on, and of course, you know, later on in the episode, we kind of find out what's going on with Alvin. But don't you feel like that an 80-year-old woman should mm-hmm. already know, like, yeah. should be able to look at another old person who's struggling and, like, <laughs> suddenly not making a whole lot of sense? Yeah. And be like, oh, there's yeah, one of these couple of things going yeah. on. It's Almost not just too insistent that he just conformed to, yeah. yeah, I think she knew what's going on. Maybe she didn't want to admit it to herself. Be. Yeah, it could be that. You know, you wouldn't want to. Uh, I don't know because that is such a sad type of a, a fate realization. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I, he already gave her one or two kind of like heads up on what might be going on. Or it, yeah, like the crying she, yeah. episode and whatnot. But she may have just thought he was overwhelmed though at that point. It yeah. could be. I think you cry when you got the glaucoma. Oh, do you? Right. Yeah. Like it just or causes it. Yeah, yeah. Your eyes get watery. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're back, and Sophia is uh, sitting at the kitchen table. Still crocheting. Uh, when Rose comes in, that's what she's doing. Sophia kind of snarks back. I'm levitating, Rose. Get lost. But then she realizes that was a bit harsh. She apologizes to uh, Rose for snapping at her and explains that, you know, she's just upset, telling her that she had a fight with Alvin. Rose tells her that, you know, she's depressed too and misses Fernando. Uh, they kind of go back and forth between the two of them, explaining why they miss their individual friend. Uh, ending then with Sophia saying that, uh, yeah, well, Rose says that she used to sleep every night with, you know, the teddy bear. Right. But uh, Sophia says that she never did sleep with Alvin, but did always wonder about that myth. Yeah, well, I think they, yeah, I wrote down that particular phrase. They really liked it. But uh, it was, I never went to bed with Alvin. The thought never crossed my mind, which is odd because I've always wondered about that myth. Mm-hmm. So, and Rose, Rose is oblivious, of course. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is she talking about? She has mm-hmm. to explain that it's uh, the rumor about black men in the bedroom yeah i wonder how blanche would have responded to that same <laughs> phrase so uh oh, they're generally in the 90th percentile <laughs> <laughs> yeah like blanche it would have been fun to hear that exact response from blanche mm-hmm. rose and dorothy because dorothy yeah. probably would have had discussed yeah. because she wouldn't want to even think of her mom thinking of yeah. you know <laughs> betting a, a man and then you know like you said blanche thing it's probably pretty close to what her yeah. you know her, her response would have been so but and uh, just then, uh, the doorbell rings. Rose, Dorothy, and Blanche all go to the door to answer it. It is, of course, Daisy. And she tells them that, you know, she was wrong to ask for all those gifts. Mm-hmm. She actually almost has, like, a, a apologetic look on her face at the time. Blanche, you know, is relieved that she's come to her senses. Uh, but then Daisy continues, you know, that uh, now she just wants cash. Right. <laughs> uh, so that she can uh, get exactly what she wants instead mm-hmm. of asking for presents. Yeah, it does make sense, honestly. Yeah. Blanche turns to uh, go get her purse, but Rose calmly stops her. She starts talking to them all, but, you know, staring specifically at Daisy, uh, saying, you know, maybe there's a good lesson to be learned from all this. Uh, and then in one quick motion, she grabs the bear, shows Daisy at the door, uh, all while saying, sometimes life just isn't fair, kiddo. Yeah. And then slams the door around uh, behind her and turns around smiling at the girl while hugging the bear real tightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a, a very nice ending to the B, B story in yeah. this episode. Blanche and Dorothy are looking back at her with pride. That was actually my favorite line. Is the mm-hmm. sometimes solid one for sure. Life just isn't fair, probably because of the entire you know motion with it all. 
But uh, then we go back, of course, to Sophia's story, and we see she's at the boardwalk when Alvin arrives. Uh, she asks him, you know, am I sitting in the right place this time? Uh, she claims that uh, he knows what she's talking about, but he seems oblivious to their previous encounter where he got angry. Right. Dorothy is sitting uh, back a bit. You know, she had followed her mom to the beach, and she's uh, approached by a, another lady that explains that Alvin is her father and that she actually saw their fight the other day uh, and that she watches her dad, like you said. Yeah. And uh, while Sophia and Alvin kind of bicker back and forth about uh, the fact that Alvin brought her a cold drink but didn't have him put ice in it and that uh, she should just be grateful for the fact that he did a, a, pre- a favor. Right. Uh, while they're talking, Dorothy talks to the uh, other the daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, she tells her, you know, that he has his good days and bad days, but at this point he'll only get worse over time. And that's where they kind of leave that one for that scene. And then we uh, go back now to Blanche is sitting at the table with roses, and they're detailing, or she is detailing an encounter at the uh, department store, picking out a dress, where a salesman tries to. Uh, ask her out but she shoots him down and then uh, apparently she's in the petite section but rose just looks at her confused saying what were you doing in ladies petites yeah <laughs> yeah it was missing pretty... the point of the story that yeah. blanche was trying to get across yeah but instead you know had a nice little shot at blanche uh, yeah yeah that was a good a good line well, for sure. and, and it definitely the way the story was told it was like blanche was going to go out with this guy right yeah and at the end she's like ah and can you imagine that he asked me out yeah <laughs> Maybe a salesman's not good enough for her. Could be, yeah. Maybe she wants someone who's like the head of sales or whatever. Maybe, yeah. So. Where'd she? What department did she say he came over from? Uh, I don't know, like menswear or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember for sure. But uh, yeah, Blanche shoots her a nasty look after yeah. that. Meanwhile, Dorothy is going in Sophia's room to talk to her, and she tells her that you know she followed her to the boardwalk the other day, and actually spoke with Alvin's daughter, and then explains that he has Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sophia says that she did know something was up and something was wrong. Dorothy continues saying that ultimately they will need to uh, bring Alvin to a special hospital in New York. Uh, Dorothy apologizes, of course, for having to deliver that sad news. Sophia, though, considers that she'll have a few more months with him and uh, says that, you know, she should have enough time to finish that scarf she's been knitting. Yeah, it's uh, I, I thought it was odd that they needed to take him to a special hospital in New York. I mean... It's I think they said they know somebody, like a family member or something. His nephew works there. Oh, okay. All right. So that was the reason. It seems like an inconvenience for the nephew. Yeah, yeah, I would think so, too. Well, and plus, too, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know if they're getting free care because the nephew lives there or what, the, you know, I have no idea what the daughter does for a living or any of that kind of stuff, of course. We got but a husband. She, what's that? She has a husband. Well, yeah, so, yeah, so. Well, yeah, just like, it's not like they could all, like, uproot and move as well. Well, no, I know. don't mean that, but you would think that they would have, unless they're getting a substantial discount at this hospital because of the, mm-hmm. you know, the kid working there. Yeah. Or, well, or the, the daughter did there. say she actually took a leave of absence, apparently, mm-hmm. to kind of take care of her dad and follow mm-hmm. him for a while. So maybe that maybe she doesn't live there normally herself either, yeah, and she's sure. just there to help him out as he's deteriorated. Gotcha. So, I don't know. Anyways, it just feels like I was just thinking. Well, Florida certainly would have a lot of facilities for yeah. for the a, old a and grandpa, infirm, yeah. But, but uh, we uh, change scene one last time. We see Sophia sitting at that bench on the boardwalk. Uh, at this point, it's dark. It's mm-hmm. nighttime. Dorothy is again kind of hanging out in the background uh, on another bench, and she goes up to her mom and they discuss for a little bit uh, that mm-hmm. Alvin probably won't be coming back at this point. Yep. Sophia asks, you know, if Dorothy. Uh, 
thinks she'll uh, he'll remember her. Mm-hmm. And then Dorothy says she's not sure, but Sophia continues saying that you know she will remember him, right? Uh, with a smile on her face, which was kind of sweet, I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then uh, so Dorothy asks if uh, maybe when they go to New York one time they can bring mm-hmm. it to him. Yeah. But Sophia says that she'd uh, rather you know, just mail it to him mm-hmm. because she'd rather remember him on the beach at right. the boardwalk like yeah. they they sat there together. So we'll have that memory. And then they start to walk off, kind of mm-hmm. out in the, uh, to, I'm sure, go home. Mm. And then uh, an elderly, another elderly gentleman kind of comes by and sits on the bench on Alvin's spot. Sophia turns and yells, hey, someone's sitting there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the man's startled, kind of gets up and just says, oh, confused. He kind of runs off. Mm. And then Sophia, or Dorothy and Sophia exit, and the shot kind of closes looking at the empty bench. Right. And so that's close. That's very yeah. nice. So yeah, so we had uh, three guest stars in that episode, and th- two. One of them was just pretty minor. That was uh, Janet uh, McLaughlin uh, played Sandra, the mm-hmm. the daughter. Yeah. Now she had uh, 127 titles to her name. I imagine you guys probably remember her best from her five episodes of Friends um, as uh, Jane Summerfield. Nope. Uh, well, it's probably not the <laughs> Friends you're thinking of. It's one from 1979. There was uh, five episodes <laughs> of it, and it was about. Uh, Three eleven-year-olds coming of age in Southern California. How about so, that? Sorry if I was misleading on that. That was so. She was eleven in nineteen seventy-nine. Uh, at least she played an eleven-year-old character. Um, I'm glad I didn't say. Oh yeah, I remember her from yeah. that. Now, so eight that, years later, she'd have been nineteen-ish. <laughs> yeah, some, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, but I mean, let's say okay, realistically, maybe she was a thirteen to fifteen-year-old. She still would have been. Pretty young, yeah. yeah, for having a, an elderly father. Yeah, who <laughs> she has to take care of. Right. So. Although, in all honesty, you know, that was what the show was about. She may not have been one of the three 11-year-olds. Gotcha. There were only five episodes of it, and she was in all five. Okay. But uh, Maybe a I mom or a teacher or something. Yeah, very well. Could have been. Probably more likely, actually, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. But anyways. Student counselor. And then we had a, a, <laughs> yeah. Alvin was played by uh, Joe Seneca. And he had been in 64 titles, nothing really of note. I mean, mostly guest actor type yeah. uh, roles. He had, he had Crossroads with Ralph Macchio. Oh, there you go. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, Jenny Lewis. Think, What's that? I was going to say, um, do you think the Alvin role could have also been played by Paul Dooley? <laughs> it could have been. It would have been awkward to have him be in the last episode of one season and the first episode as a third separate character yeah. once again. But, um, yeah. In your mind, do you think Golden Girls would have been an even better show if every guest star role was pa- Paul Dooley? Exactly. Every male guest star was Paul Dooley. From Coco all the way to <laughs> Don Cheadle. You know, that's yeah. that's actually a pretty cool like concept for, uh, I don't know how well it would catch on, but for the creators, it would be hilarious yeah. to have every guest character, like major guest character, yeah. be the same guy, yeah. what, regardless of the role. Yeah, yeah. but just playing. Now, not even differently <laughs> styled, just, you know, basically. I mean, yeah, yeah. maybe a different outfit, but not like not like yeah. you're like, oh, now he's old, now he's younger. Yeah. Just, just the same styling, basically, the entire time. Yeah. You could play it that way, yeah. or you could just, you could play drastically different characters, oh, yeah. same character, same guy, yeah. you know. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, like the first season or two of um, 30 Rock, Rachel Dratch played like every character they needed. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> it's just sort of like in a different haircut or something <laughs> like that. Because like, Tina Fey, like she, it was supposed to be about her and Rachel Dratch as the two people. Oh, okay. Because um, it was sort of about their lives together and everything. 
Um, but anyways, the network was like, no, you have to get Jane Krakowski or some attractive blonde. Oh. <laughs> you know, Rachel Dratch isn't going to pull in the eyeballs. So anyways, so then like, oh, she'd just show up every episode like, oh, this week she's a veterinarian. This week she's playing Grimace. This week she's... You know. I think Rachel Dratch is really funny. Yeah, uh, she definitely is one of the most expressive faces um, mm-hmm. yeah. that... I don't know. I think in in all of entertainment, but yeah. um, didn't she uh, Debbie Downer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I want to so. make sure I remember the right lady. Yeah. Yep. You got the right one. Time for my favorite. Okay, and then and the third guest star, of course, is the young lady uh, Jenny Lewis, uh, played Daisy. Two hundred six titles to her name. She was in The Wizard and Pleasantville and many other things, but probably best known, you know, in your house. Well, in my house <laughs> for for Rilo Kelly. Oh, I thought you were going to say Troop Beverly Hills. Oh, no. I, I thought Sherry was a big fan of that movie. I don't think I've ever even heard of that movie. Yeah. So um, Sherry may, she may very well be a big fan of it, and it's just something that the yeah. two of us have never watched together. Gotcha. But, um, but no, I was going to say for uh, she went on to be in the band Rilo <laughs> Kelly, or form the band Rilo Kelly, which uh, was together for quite a while. Were you, were you a fan of their music? I am. Yep, Rilo Kelly, really good. She had an album with uh, the Watson sisters called uh, Rabbit Fur Coat, and it was really good. She had a solo album called The Voyager that my wife and I are big, big, big fans of. But we watch Jenny Lewis each year because she's part of the Bill Murray Christmas special on Netflix. Oh, oh yeah? Because um, those two are partners in life or whatever. Partners in life? Like they're together? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like romantic. No life. idea. Yeah. Her and Bill Murray? Yeah. Wow. But anyways, so she's in that. We watch it every year. But this year we just ran out of time. We didn't get to watch it. But coincidentally, the she was in Postal Service. I'm a big fan of and I was listening to their um, live album because it finally became available to stream. Like, I'd seen the concert film a couple of times, but I never actually, like, listened to the album because you couldn't. Right. So, anyways, um, they talk about um, uh, Ben Gibbard says something about the greatest band of all time, Beat Happening. <laughs> and my wife walked in for that part, and she's like, who the hell is Pete Happening? <laughs> <laughs> so that was like a joke of ours for a day or two. <laughs> It's just some new name, Pete Happening. <laughs> That'd be a great name, actually. It would be. <laughs> so, yeah, big Jenny Lewis fan. Very nice. Um, I can't say that I was that well versed yeah. on Jenny Lewis, but she certainly has an impressive life of uh, achievements. Yeah. So she does. I definitely recognized her face when I saw her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so uh, Ski, did you have any other lines or whatnot that we missed over in that episode? Oh, we probably covered all the the really good ones. Yeah, I, I think so. So, so did um, um, did Alvin? Did he win an Emmy for guest actor? No, he did not. Okay, okay. so now, so I'm assuming that was one of your true ones, right? Yeah, okay. I thought. So that was, did Jenny Lewis win? No. Oh, that was my jokey one. Okay, and then what's your third potentially true one? Um, so I guess we'll go with writing. Well, so I'll just read what it says. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just say yes. <laughs> no. It's, so uh, the episode won two Emmys. Okay. Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for Estelle Getty okay. for Sophia's role. Oh, okay. And Outstanding Technical Direction slash Camera slash Video for a Series. Oh. So I think like the, the way they framed it maybe. Or, or Goonie reward or Goonie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, you count them all. a well-lit promenade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well. Uh, it was a uh, very light on Dorothy this week. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely uh, probably one of the lighter Dorothy episodes, yeah. especially for one that was fairly Sophia centric. Um, yeah. You'd think you'd see a little more Dorothy, but the A story was Sophia, the B I'm story was the other. More Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dorothy is the only one that really bridged both. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, Ski, who was your MVP for this one? I feel like it's kind of a tough call. Yeah, I was really leaning towards Sophia, but I think I went with Rose just because I was really proud of her when she cleverly stole the bear back. I had a hashtag winning. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I know that's kind of surprising to me, but uh, how about you, Brent? Uh, Jenny Lewis. Just now, is that Jenny Lewis because you loved her in this role or because you just love her in a general sense? In a general sense and also just a bit about, you know, Copping a smoke in the boys, John. <laughs> she did have the most devious role. I thought yeah. that she did a very good job. Yeah, for me, it was tough. To, I, I had a down. I thought Alvin was really good. I thought um, Daisy was really good. Mm-hmm. And I thought Sophia was really good. Uh, I just thought it was, like I said, it was a little bit tough. But ultimately, I went with Sophia just because I think she was in the most out of those three particular characters. Because well, um, obviously, the Emmys would agree with you. Yeah. So, yeah, so I guess <laughs> it does make sense. Um, Finally, something in this crazy world makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was a, a solid episode. Um, like I said, good guest actors and uh, good stories. But what, what was your rating for it, Ski? I actually liked it a lot. I gave it a seven. Seven? It's a pretty, pretty solid thought, rating. Even though there were a lot of back and forth, I thought both were pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, not as good as the premiere for you, but still pretty good nonetheless. <laughs> um, how about you, Brent? How many slices did this one earn for you? I'm going to go with 4.1 just to keep the... 4.1? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just because now that I know what my average is. I yeah. Just ride that wave <laughs> every episode until the one you want. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think I'll go with... Um, I think I'll go with 7 as well. You know, maybe 6 and 3 quarters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I yeah, like, seven we, Have we had a, a go. 3 quarters? No, I, know we I try to keep often, the math simple for... I don't know. Yeah, you say here. that now, but you've had like six point um, six seven ones and other bullshit like that. <laughs> when you, well, when you've done your uh, weighted averages between them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, so uh, I'm going to stick with the seven. I seven. think that's fair. I, I really liked the episode. I thought that the, um, the comedy was good on the B story. Mm-hmm. I thought the drama, th- there was a good comedy on the A story too, but yeah. the drama was pretty solid drama. Yeah, it was overall. definitely more, more of a s- yeah. serious. Yeah. It didn't seem like a series premiere or a that, season premiere. Yeah, exactly. It seems like to start the season off on a little bit of a downer episode, mm-hmm. um, or at least, you know, more dramatic episode yeah. was surprising. Yeah. Um, so I only gave it a 6.5, but still mm-hmm. one of my highest scores that I've yeah. given out. So that, that may be the leader for this season already. I mean, it'll certainly be a contender because, uh, that's, Does that mean we get to take 24 weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we still have to go through the motions of reading all the others. <laughs> it's one of the best 25 Terry Hughes directed this season. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, well, uh, you know, I think with that, uh, season one episode or season three, episode one is now in the books. So, uh, Stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.